Welcome to the Way of the Weaver podcast, where we explore magic, justice, and community. Thanks for showing up to our queer-centric, radically enchanted conversations. Our world needs your magic. I'm Jamie Wagoner. My pronouns are she, her, and I'm coming to you from Muskogee land in so-called Alabama. And I'm Murphy Robinson. My pronouns are he, him, or they, them. And I'm coming to you from Indakana, the land of the Abenaki people, also known as Vermont. Welcome to episode 14. This is our March tarot forecast episode. And uh, what we're going to do today is reflect a little bit on the last month and speculate for the month that is coming ahead. So at the beginning of the year, just in case you're uh, listening to this for the first time, uh, Murphy and I drew cards for each month. We had kind of a twofold query. Um, the first part of that was what energy will we be facing each month of this year? And the second part was what energy could we embody to help navigate through this smoothly? So for to answer that first question, we each drew a card. Um, Murphy drew from the Rider-Waite-Smith deck, and I drew from the Usi Tarot of the Pagan Otherworlds, which is um, based on the Rider-Waite-Smith, but has a few differences. And for the second question, for our helpers and allies, Murphy drew a rune. And I drew a card from the Herb Crafters Tarot, which is um, kind of a more, it's a hybrid tarot oracle deck based around herbal allies. So let's get into it. Um, we're going to first take a few minutes to reflect on the cards we drew for February and see sort of how that played out, you know, in retrospect, can we um, see, see what some of those meanings were in the world. Um, and then we're going to look forward to the cards for March. So we can all do a little speculating on, on what's to come. <laughs> so uh, for February, the cards we drew were the five of cups and the 10 of cups uh, for, for the energies we'll be facing. And the ally cards and rune we drew were the rune lagus and the herb card for mallow. So Jamie, do you have any uh, reflections <laughs> on how these played out in the past month? Well, it's a lot of cups energy, right? Um, that's very interesting. Um, so, you know, the 10 of cups, well, I, you know, I, I was having kind of a, a 10 of cups month anyway, because in February, that's when my book released. <laughs> you yeah. know? So as far as like kind of like harmony and alignment and like celebration and all of those things um, that felt very present for me. Um, I'm trying to think about how um, the five of cups and the 10 of cups I'm trying other than, um, you know, me personally, I'm trying to uh, kind of draw some connections between what was happening in the world. What do you think about that? Well, I'm recalling that one of the, um, one of the web tenders in one of our Weaver classes who are the sort of the teaching assistants um, mentioned that the five of cups and the 10 of cups are sort of these very like highs and lows energy. And, you know, five of cups is like the, the moment of despair and, and turning away from all your dashed hopes, you know, and the, um, the 10 of cups is like culmination, emotional fulfillment. And I, I <laughs> right, remember she right. was, she was commenting that she'd felt like it had been that 
that kind of a month. You know, there had been like mm. some days felt really ten of cups and some days felt really five of cups, and it was sort of yeah, whiplashing yeah, yeah. back bit, and forth between the two a little bit. bit. Of, yeah, bit of an emotional roller coaster. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I and I'm remembering actually on February February eighth was the official release date for my book, and it was an interesting day because I. I expected to feel very high, like all day long, like very excited. And I actually was sad. <laughs> um, and it was interesting. Mm. I think that there were a number of things at play. I think it was a little bit, a little bit like something that you anticipate for a very long time. And then it finally comes and there's kind of a letdown of that anticipation, anticipation energy. Mm-hmm. And I think also, um, you know, my mom passed and, you know, having a book published is something I've dreamt about since I was a, was a child and my mom passed away in 2020 and she never, you know, she never got to share this moment with me. And so I think mm-hmm. I was, um, mm-hmm experiencing some grief over that as well so Mm. yeah maybe yeah maybe a little five of cups and then followed by you know just kind of the other great things you know because like that energy definitely definitely shifted you know um it didn't it didn't stick around so I can identify with that yeah and I I mean I can definitely see some sort of five of cups moments in um, all of the military conflicts that are going on in the world that seem, I mean, obviously those, you know, those wars, whether they've been two years or six months um, are, are heartbreaking in every moment that they are taking place. Um, But I I do feel like I've felt some, some deeper sort of desperation and and some despair in amongst activists that are working to support um palestine and ukraine um and you know some some moments in those wars that just feel very very desperate of like oh here we are like this is the the tide is turning in a bad way and or it's intensifying in some way and that's that's felt hard um i'm not sure what the ten of cups uh equivalent is in that (laughs) realm (laughs) maybe that's more of a five of cups realm at the moment um yeah but that that does come to mind. Mm, it does come to mind. And also here locally, the politics in Alabama around um uh you know around like body autonomy and um abortion rights and yeah. things like that uh, had experienced another another setback because uh there was a court ruling here about um uh, you know, eggs outside of a uterus being considered uh, having personhood, basically. So a, a number of IVF clinics have shut their doors because they are afraid of legal repercussions for their work. And um, that is it's hugely impactful for a lot of folks, for a lot of folks that struggle with infertility, for a lot of um, trans and queer folks, uh, just, you know, and for women in general, <laughs> And so that, you know, that's definitely, you know, feeling the the sinking, the sinking despair about reproductive rights and body autonomy in our country is um, that's a very difficult thing to deal with as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the the helper energy that was paired with that was the the rune lagus of like flow. And I, I do feel like this is like all of the things that I'm tracking in, you know, in the news right now they're in process there there are many of them are in a holding pattern almost you know like there there's just like things are unfolding you kind of have to wait to see what's going to happen before you know what actions you want to take on some of them and um it you know lagus is is the rune of of water of the the river and it kind of feels like you're 
you're in a canoe floating down the river and you're going to see what's around the next bend. And there's, you know, even if you paddle harder, you're not going to get there that much faster. Um, but there's a, a sort of a patience around it that, um, you know, can be tough when you're in your like activist fire and your, your holy rage around things, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, um, yeah. but I think that there is a, a pacing ourselves piece that feels important in the world right now because the issues we're facing seem like they're going to be playing out for a really long time. Um, and we can't burn out all of that activist fire at once. Um, so I feel like that Lagu's energy has been helpful for me to like, and even in my personal life, there have been, you know, little explosions and things where I'm like, okay, we're just not going to react too much. And we're just going to see what it's like, feels like next week. And we're not yeah. going to, you know, make any sudden moves here. And that I feel like that has been a helpful uh, way to be. Um, yeah. do, you, do you have reflections on how the Mallow card has been bringing like aid to, to, to the process? Yeah. Oh, and I also just wanted to revisit Ten of Cups for just one second, because I thought of oh, something yeah. that was very Ten of Cups. Um, Mardi Gras. I love seeing pictures of all of my friends and family of the heart um, at Mardi Gras celebrations all around the country, dressed in just amazing costumes and having the time of their lives and so much human creativity and love amongst that community. And yeah, so I want to mention that. That's definitely a Ten of Cups moment. I had to throw some positivity <laughs> totally totally i I feel like there's definitely (laughs) been some some peak emotional moments in the month that are just really sweet in amongst the other things they're a little harder yeah yeah for sure well and thinking about mallow so and i have the i have my companion book here as well to the companion book to the deck um Mallow is reminding us that vulnerability and sovereignty create relationships that are self-renewing um which is, hmm. you know, really, really interesting. It's it's talking about you personally being vulnerable with people and then you personally also standing in your own sovereignty and enforcing your own boundaries and respecting the boundaries of others. And, um, you know, that that's actually what creates sustainable relationships. Um, mm. And I like that, you know, because, you know, we kind of, it's, you know, it's not, you're not losing yourself in the process of, of trying to completely um, meld <laughs> with someone else, with a group or a person or something like that. And when we have like those moments of of despair, we can kind of lean on people a little. We can kind of lean on those around us and, and they can remind us uh, of the ebb and flow of life. Yeah, that definitely seems relevant to the moment mm-hmm. yeah and uh, it's just a you know mallow tea i think is very cooling it's very comforting so um it can kind of help like it's almost like taking a very gentle very pleasant bath it can kind of, you know it can just kind of help sort of wash away some of the the very like sharp and brittle edges of things and you know maybe that's that's what we need occasionally <laughs> Totally. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> well, well. Um, <laughs> we have March. We're heading into March. So, I know. Let's look ahead. Um, yeah. March is very interesting. You know, I always think about, um, what is it? Uh, I think it's March that they say that like in like a lion, out like a lamb. 
isn't that the the Mar yes March is always like a, a month of like winds and like you know like the the seasonal change and it's a place where at least where I live in the world I really start to feel the energy of a season changing. Is it like that for you in Vermont? Um, it can be. It depends on the year. Some years it feels like March is solidly a part of winter, and other years it's very <laughs> spring like. But yeah, it, it does. I feel like we get some of that energy bleeding into April here because we're so far north, but we get some of it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, in March we had, okay, so for our first query, the energy that we'll be facing, uh, you drew the King of Cups and I drew the Wheel of Fortune. All right. So what do you think about that? Well, it sounds interesting and not terrible, hopefully, you know, like <laughs> um, the, I mean, the, the Wheel of Fortune can go either way. So <laughs> it's hard to say, mm -hmm. but um. You know, the King of Cups is a reassuring presence in this, I think, because um, he is really a figure of like emotional stability and like emotional self-mastery. Um, and we've just had all of this Cups energy up and down and up and down in February. So getting the King of Cups for the next month kind of makes me think that we will be truly harvesting the lessons of that that roller coaster we were on and finding a level of stability and sovereignty within that that is gonna you know make us stronger for whatever else we have to face mm -hmm. okay yeah yeah maybe like a little bit more maturation of emotions or like um yeah i always think of it, the king of the cups is is bringing you know some sort of like uh it's it, he's emotional but it, but there's he's very grounded and emotions right and with and with you know how they work and how to experience them but also not let them overwhelm exactly yeah, which is an interesting pairing with the Wheel of Fortune that you drew, um, because that's sort of a wild card. It, you know, it's a reminder that things are always changing and sometimes your star is rising and sometimes it's not. Um, yeah. And it, so it yeah. can it it's sort of a card of upset in some ways, although not as like violently as the it's tower. The tower. <laughs> um, and it, no, it can be positive or negative or both. Yeah. The Wheel of Fortune really is the wild card, honestly, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, in my, uh, in the Usi deck that I draw from, they describe the, the wheel of, like, when you look at it, it's, um, it's sort of like a, a stone portal that you can walk through. And, um, I think that's really interesting. It's like, you know, th they talk about bold action. Like sometimes you do have to be bold and take a chance because I mean, it could be great. <laughs> it could be wonderful. It could be the next thing that you need to do. Um, so, I mean, I think, you know, for me personally, as well as in the world, um, I think it is time to uh, maybe stretch ourselves a little bit, take some bold steps and, mm -hmm. and move toward that better world, beloved community that, that we want, that we want to see and, and to have around ourselves. Um, I think that it is a card that fits perfectly in um, March, like a, a time when we have um, sort of the equinox, right? We have the vernal equinox coming in. So there's like this balance point of, you know, uh, between the light half and the the darker half of the year. Um, there is, you know, just like that, again, like I was speaking of that energy, sort of the rushing seasons and the rushing, you know, kind of uh, changing energies, I feel like is very much in alignment with the Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> It's interesting, interesting overlap with some of the astrology, too, because March is when we're going to be entering eclipse season and eclipses are often really big upsets. Um, 
Yeah. And upsets in the structure of power and things like that. And I'm I'm just reflecting that in the, the, the news sources I follow, I've just noticed a really sudden uptick in like obsessing over like the health and age of the presidential candidates in the U.S. right now. And like, are they going to have a health emergency? It's like people are almost calling it in in some ways because they're so sick yeah. of this pairing. But um, yeah. Yeah, just that you know, that's the sort of thing. I don't, I don't know that it'll be that, but like some something that really just changes, um, changes the, the parameters that we're all functioning in. Um, you know, leading up to, I mean, in a little bit past March, but in early April, I think April eighth, that is, we're gonna have the total eclipse of the sun here in in Vermont. We're in the path of the totality, and we're expecting a giant influx of visitors for that time. So, yeah, the the wheel of fortune just seems like applicable wow. to that that kind of uh, cycle <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it really does it really does um so our allies to help us navigate this were the rune ingwas and the herbal card for calendula um so how how do you feel like ingwas is going to help us with this with these energies in march i mean this feels very seasonally appropriate because ingwas is the rune of the seed um, Ing is yeah, a Norse okay. god who's like a agricultural sort of um, you know, masculine energy of the seed, and um, yeah, it's it's like I feel I feel very excited about the pairing of the King of Cups and Ingwas because the King of Cups is that deep emotional stability and wisdom, and Ingwas is like what are the seeds that you're planting right now, and if we can take that emotional wisdom to inform what are the seeds we plan- are planting now that are going to, you know, grow and we'll have to face the harvest later, later whether we want it or not kind of thing. Um, we can maybe use that emotional wisdom to to plant really good seeds. But then maybe those seeds are also a bit of a risk in the, like the wheel of fortune way where it's like, okay, you got to make a decision about what seed you're planting <laughs> and then later you'll yeah. see how it worked out for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, and I feel like calendula is sort of uh, encouraging this as well. It's saying, you know, calendula is... Um, the authors of this deck, they relate it to the uh, the three of fire. So that would be like the three of wands in the tarot. Um, so they're saying that um, calendula uh, is is encouraging us to create creatively play, to express ourselves, to explore new art forms, to make decisions, um, that these are exciting times and that we should engage. <laughs> <laughs> engage with them. So calendula is, I think if you choose to walk through that portal and, and engage with the wheel of fortune, uh, calendula is there to hold your hand and walk with you. <laughs> yeah. It seems like a very like fiery, like sunshiny energy that mm-hmm. um, also seems yeah. to pair well with the planting of seeds, you know, like mm-hmm. it's, it seems like a very positive omen. Um, and I mean, the King of Cups, the Ingwas and Calendula all seem very positive and encouraging, um, which is awesome. I mean, this spring is very intense in the times of the world and astrologically and everything. So it's really cool to have these kind of power cards at our back going into March. Yeah. Um, and yeah. then the Wheel of Fortune is the wild card. That's that's the unpredictability. It's the wild so, card. No guarantees, yeah. Yeah. but we have a strong foundation to work from kind of thing. I think. I think it'll be an interesting time um, technology wise as well, because uh, Pluto just entered Aquarius. And so we're going to, I think we're going to see some interesting technology, either um, developments or crashes or (laughs) new ways of Uh using it and interacting with it. So um, I might, I might want to keep my eye on, on what's going on with tech as well. Yeah. I think that's a good call. And like the, the wheel of fortune card, 
it does have sometimes a connotation of like the powerful shall fall, shall fall and the, the weak shall rise up kind of thing. So there, there can be a little bit of revolutionary energy in that as well. Um, yeah. Not necessarily as, in, as full as like a formal revolution, but even just like within industry or, you know, the whole like disrupting industries and stuff like that in the tech world. Um, it's that cycle of like those who are comfortably at the top with much privilege are, ne are never going to stay there forever. Um and other people have room to to move into that that space in the in the limelight. Mm -hmm. Should be an interesting month again. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to talk to you again um, next at the end of the month, and uh, we'll see what actually unfolded. Yeah, and if uh, if anybody wants to tell us about what's going on with them, I mean, we do uh, we post these episodes on our social media. Um, they're they're of course like you can link to you can go to our website and and find your way there and send us an email. But we'd love to hear any experiences that that you're having, and who knows, we may even read them on the podcast. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, I love that um, idea. Yeah, so Murphy, tell us uh, tell us what you have coming up. Do you have any announcements you want to share? Yeah, um, enrollment for the Spider Threads program is open. This is our Way of the Weaver six-month-long magical study and community building kind of group um, with three in-person retreats based here in Vermont and uh, then Zoom and chat group connection in between. Um, so it's really... Uh, I think my favorite thing about this group is like the depth of friendships that form in this group. It's really yeah, connective. Yeah. It's really mm -hmm. trust building and community building um, along with a lot of really badass magical skills, best practices, good <laughs> ethics, all that. Like, it's just so fun. I love it. Um, queer centric, trans inclusive, BIPOC scholarships, um, and just a lot of playfulness, a lot of laughter and a lot of safe space. So if that feels good to you, if you're drawn to that, come join us. Wayoftheweaver.com is where the portal is open for applications. Um, and we also, yeah, if that feels that's, like- That's a portal you definitely should walk through. <laughs> yes indeed yes take a chance on it with the wheel of fortune <laughs> um and uh if if the six month cohort feels like too much commitment for you right now or you don't have that much space in your life you can also just come to weaver camp which is a four-day camp in late june in vermont um for a more little contained weekend experience um and i'm also running transgender camps this summer there's trans mask camp and a camp for all trans people um, enrollment for those opens April 6th at noon. You got to be on my newsletter to get the get emailed the link for it. It usually sells out within nine hours. Um, it's very it's a very hot commodity. So if you want a spot in these transgender camps where we do community building on the mountainside for trans adults, uh, come join us then. Jamie, what do you have coming up? Well, I have a couple book signing events that are coming up in March and April. In uh, March, March 23rd, I'll be at Phoenix and Dragon in the Atlanta area. So come out to that. In April, uh, April 27th, I will be at Books, Beans, and Candles Metaphysical Shop in Birmingham. And um, I'm also, I have like a, a workshop or a lecture attached to both of those events. So you can you know, not only get your book signed, but you can also come and, and join those events. And we have a lot of fun. Um, all the details and how to uh, find uh, directions to the, the the shops and how to register, all that stuff's on my website. So go to jamiewagner.com if you want the details. Um, I will be presenting at Botanica Obscura this month. And uh, by the time this episode drops, there's still time to be registered. It's an online event for all of us plant magic nerds. It takes place March 8th through 10th. 
Um, you can check out their details at BotanicaObscuraConference.com. Um, I will also be at Paganicon in person, which is in Minnesota, and uh, that takes place March 15th through 17th. Again, check out their website for more details. It's a big conference. A lot of folks go. It's going to be really fun. And my book's available. You can buy Hades, Myth, Magic, and Modern Devotion anywhere books are sold. Check it out. If it's not at your local bookshop, ask them to order it for you or go to Llewellyn.com and get a copy. Also, you can get an electronic or an audio version from Amazon. So I hope you check it out. So exciting, Jamie. You're awfully busy this month. <laughs> I know. I'm definitely riding that wheel of fortune. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we should probably roll the credits for today. We'll see you next month. All right. See you next month. Thanks for joining us. You can learn more about the Way of the Weaver programs at www.wayoftheweaver.com. If you liked this episode, please share it with your friends. It also helps if you write us a review. Our theme music is by Fern Maddie. Find more from her at fernmaddiemusic.com. Remember that magic is real, present all around us, and a profound tool for justice and transformation. Use it well. 